Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. I would say that success requires patience, persistence, and positivity. Nothing great comes fast or easy. And of course, you need to be positive during rough times because when you're in business, well, no matter what kind of idea you have, whatever conditions or anything that you think is so perfect, guess what? Rough times are going to come. And the same thing is true in Web3. And I hate to speak about luck. However, a little bit of luck does play into all this. So let's be honest, there is a factor of it. And there's a quote or a saying that I like. I'm not even sure who said it originally, but it is the harder I work, the luckier I get. And this really plays into factor here. Today, we're going to speak about a project that I thought was an amazing idea. It is very good. However, in my opinion, it is a terrible time for it. And luck was not really in their side. That's when the whole persistence patience and positivity is going to come into play. So today we're going to speak about that project, certain things about it, and let's just see if this is going to withstand the test of time and everything that's going on right now. So a couple of weeks ago, we did a co-space with the Chibi community and someone by the name of Jack, who is over from the Solana community and was speaking about his project that he's getting ready to start called the Chain Breakers. Now, long story short, one of the community members or community leaders in the Chibi community is friends with Jack over from Solana, DJing into those projects over there because, of course, Chibi Labs is on Ethereum. However, we're seeing some interest from the community in Solana. Of course, that's where things seem to be right now as far as all the activity and the attention. The prices are low, the gas is low, and Whenever the blockchain is up, some good things are going on over there. So we're trying to bridge that gap, speak to a couple people on that side of things. And I say we because I'm a big chibi. And if you're not familiar with the show, as far as their different generations and their collections and everything, I make no secret about that. I am a big fan of what they do. So, of course, I'm usually sitting in these spaces and what have you. And that's how I came into contact with Jack and the Chain Breakers. Now, Long story short, this idea, this project is all about creating another marketplace that's going to compete with Magic Eden. Now, I know this is huge. This is ambitious. And sure, trying to take on the biggest titan in the particular field that you are, whether it is you're trying to take on OpenSea on Ethereum, you're trying to take out Magic Eden on Solana, or you're going after Atomic Hub over on Wax. Whoever has the lead is really way out there. And in those cases, those are Goliaths and everyone else is just really far behind. But a few things I want to note about Magic Eden. Of course, I do like the platform. Very cool things are going on over there with the launch pad, just the look and the feel of the website. Everything is just really aesthetic. And I like the colors. The branding is completely different than OpenSea if you're used to what's going on over Ethereum. Now, as far as the dominance that OpenSea has, while Magic Eden is equally as dominant, if not more dominant on Solana as OpenSea has over on Ethereum. And those two companies are actually in a little war with each other, of course, because Earlier in the year, OpenSea launched Solana NFTs and just recently Magic Eden launched Ethereum NFTs. So things are going to get very interesting in those two companies going head to head with each other now that they're offering the two blockchains are similar and everything. So the markets are going to be very competitive in sense of it's going to come down to 
the volume, the attention, of course, the user interface and the fees and all of those things is going to be scoring off these two companies against each other. But going back to this whole project with chain breakers, the goal of this project is to compete with Magic Eden. Now, a couple of things about Magic Eden that I don't like is Solana marketplaces, for whatever reason, is they don't have every single thing that is on the Solana blockchain. Because you go to multiple marketplaces and you'll notice that some collections are missing. And the first time I noticed this was when I was trying to buy my scary sharks back in ah boy, I want to say November or December of 2021 or so. Maybe a little bit before that, because I think I did get into that sometime in the fall. But anyways, when I was searching for this, I was realizing that the three marketplaces I was checking, Solon Art, Magic Eden, and Soulsea, were not showing up the same thing, and I couldn't find it. I ended up getting the one that I wanted on Magic Eden, and it took a while for me to understand that everything does not show up on the different marketplaces. For whatever reason, it's not pulling the entire blockchain in there. Now, that is one of the things that they're going after. And that was a question that I asked in the space is, are they trying to be as selective as basically, it seems like a gatekeeper approach to things as opposed to over on ETH. Generally speaking, all the Ethereum marketplaces have all the NFT collections, but you know, maybe initially when they're first rolling out, so like a Coinbase might be a little bit selective, but the open ones, especially the ones that are trying to be more decentralized and what have you, has everything. So of course I go up on stage and I ask that question. What is the deal with the NFTs that you're trying to offer, will they be offering everything or is it going to be equally as selective? And I was happy to hear that he was saying within a few minutes, even if only one is minted from the collection, it will show up on the marketplace. So I said, okay, great. That sounds very interesting what they're trying to build here. So I'm starting to listen, hear all the things that's going on. And then I found out that they tackle the second problem that I have with Magic Eden and pretty much every Solana NFT marketplace. When you put up an NFT on Solana for sale on one of these marketplaces, it actually leaves your wallet. And I hate that because basically you're transferring custody over to that marketplace. And let's say you are linked to a particular channel in Discord or whatever it might be. You no longer have that while it is up for sale. So if it doesn't sell, you can't necessarily see what's going on in the channel if that's the only one that you have. But other than that, I just don't like the fact that you're transferring the custody before the sale. So God forbid that marketplace goes down or something crazy or wonky happens, it is out of your hands and it is in their wallet or in their contracts. And I do not like that. Now, the whole thing that they're trying to do and roll out this huge marketplace is going to be more reminiscent of what we see over on ETH, where you still have it in your wallet, but it is listed for sale on OpenSea or whatever marketplace it might be. So I was excited about those two things right there. But overall, let's see what's really going on in this project besides hearing, okay, there is a marketplace coming out. What is this whole Chain Breakers things all about? And some things were very interesting to me on this whole talk and just a few highlights that I would like to share. This Genesis collection, which actually launched at the point of this recording right now, I ended up getting on that whitelist because of being in that space and then joining the Discord and what have you. However, I did not mint it. And that's another story that's coming up. I'll just summarize that in the end, all the banking issues that I've been having. But anyways. The Chain Breakers NFT launch, which is actually live right now, the mint price is for one soul. There's going to be 2,222 NFTs in this Genesis collection, and this will entitle the holder to the free mint on the main 10,000 collection, which will be Generation 2. 
Now, the benefit of holding this is not only are you basically kickstarting and funding this marketplace being fully built out, but you're also going to have 0% transaction fees while trading on the marketplace as long as you hold this in your wallet. And also, you're going to have access to revenue sharing. In stage two, what they're going to have is that generation two collection, which is going to have 10,000 plus NFTs. The price and all that stuff is going to be determined. But however, the 2,200 and 22 will get a one-for-one -one free drop for all of those people that have that Genesis collection. And in addition to that, anyone that has that will also have access to all the updates, market testing, and anything that's going on, all the behind-the-scenes stuff, and really have input in the direction of the project. Then after that, of course, is going to be the full NFT marketplace launch, allowing everyone to get on there and you don't have to be a holder or part of this community or anything. You get to see it, use it, just like Magic Eden is going to be fully open. And when we're asking questions about this, what exactly is the timescale for all of this stuff? What is going on? And he said by October or so, it should be fully ready to go because for the most part, is already built out. Now, the thing I forgot to mention about Jack is he is a coder by trade, so developing and all that stuff is really in his wheelhouse. As far as being the marketing person, the salesperson, the artist and all that sort of thing, not really his cup of tea. However, he was speaking about the technical things and the answers that he was giving were pretty interesting because people were asking some pretty hard questions. If you've ever been in any of those Chibi Lab spaces, when these different projects come in and get the opportunity to present to the community, there are some serious questions that are being asked from anyone in the community because we have the open mic. You can come up, you can ask questions and people are asking questions about, okay, well, what about all these funds? Will they be locked up? Is this a multi-sig wallet? How can we ensure that this is not going to be a rug pull? What's going on here? And he broke it down, all the technical aspects of it, saying that it is a multi-sig wallet and also there's going to be economics and all sorts of different things as far as the revenue share and all that and it's going to be vested as far as the team and all the founders or whoever's on the inside the initial team that is launching this they can't just as soon as this thing mints out sell everything and unload because it is written into the smart contract that they will have a period i believe it's a year and then after that they can sell a certain percentage of that and then a certain percentage at no point will everything be able to be dumped onto the market and crash the whole thing Thing. And liquidity is very important to them because there's going to be tokens. And of course, they want to keep that value of it so that way it is always able to convert out into soul and then, of course, have real world value and utility. So it was very interesting to hear all of that. And it was pretty technical, I won't lie. And certain things that he was answering was overhead the general audience, if you will. But if you're really geeking out on all this stuff, great information and he's open about all that stuff and how the wallets are set up the coding is set up and you can always reach out to him i'll put the project's information in the show notes and everything so if you do have any questions want to learn more or whatever it is you can just go over there and check this out but the reason why i'm sharing all of this not to promote this project or anything because as I always say, I'm not paid to promote or anything of that nature. And as far as anything that I do own that I speak about, I always say I own this or I'm a part of this or whatever it might be. And with this, the closest I came to getting into this is actually being on the whitelist and considering to buy. It. And I still actually plan to just simply because I'm seeing things pop up on the market right now that's below mint price. Because, of course, certain people might have thought it was going to mint out very quickly and they just want their quick flip. And <laughs> with that said, I was trying to pick up one earlier for 0.8 soul, which at the point of recording this was only $32. And I said, OK, awesome. But guess what? Of course, a truck comes in because I'm at work and I was distracted. And by the time I get back to it, 
I wasn't able to get it because, of course, I'm going to have to transfer things over and there was some stalling as far as what's going on with my bank and all that stuff. So that little delay allowed someone to scoop it up off the market before me. However, I'm still watching. Hopefully I can get something below market or whatever it might be. And as the time goes on, if this thing doesn't mint out within the next week or so, I believe people are just going to put them up and try to cut their losses and not really trying to stick around for the long run. But going back to this whole thing. I believe truly that this was a great idea. I think the goal is very ambitious. This is a huge goal trying to take on a Goliath as, you know, in this case it would be David, just a little guy coming into the marketplace and going after the biggest one, right? However, despite how great this idea is, the market timing is actually pretty bad. And the reason why I say that, of course, everything's going on as far as prices not being up right now. People are being very skeptical. They're trying to get out into cash and, you know, all the looms of recession and all the stuff that I normally talk about, right? So everyone knows what's going on on the macroeconomic scale. But then as far as on Solana, just last week with all that scare about the potential hack, it really scared a lot of people away. And that actually delayed this mint from happening. It was supposed to happen the day all that news broke about the hack. So they pushed it back a week. And I think a lot of people that had all the buzz and the excitement getting on the whitelist and everything, once all that happened, they pulled back. Myself included, I was like, okay, well, what's going on here? Until I understand what's going on on this blockchain, I don't know if I really want to be minting or getting anything. So let me step back for a minute. Let me see what's going on. And of course, I released that episode speaking about all that happened over on Solana. That was episode number 264. And I spoke about all the misconceptions and all the wrong information that is going on with that. And once the team figured out that that wasn't something that was going to affect them and their mint, they, of course, decided to roll it out and they announced the actual date, just pushed back a few days. But I think that was one of the reasons why this definitely did not mint out and take off, because I expected it to really get some good buzz going and I expected a lot more of it. But only time will tell. This could be one of those slow building projects that will take off in the future, but you never know. I will definitely be keeping my eye on it. And I would love to know, what are your thoughts as far as trying to take on these big marketplaces? Do you have any interest in whatsoever in any of these NFT projects that are launching as a way to put another marketplace in play? Or is that something that you have no interest in whatsoever? I'd love to hear your thoughts on that whole landscape of things, but also in particular, this project. Please feel free to reach out to me at Tropic Vibes on Twitter. But as usual, I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to this as we're learning and building Web3 together. So until next time, later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.